0: holly i'm a mom a wife a pelvic floor physical therapist and founder of no kegels university i have helped thousands of women stop leaking enjoy intimacy and feel proud of their bodies even after having kids after years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking how they should properly recover after having a baby and that pleasurable intimacy is possible I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. episode 33 pooping and your pelvic floor have you guys ever seen those little toddler games where there is the box and then on top there's a lid depending on the type of toy the top of the lid has various shapes cut out on it and the whole premise is there are those plastic toys that are in the shapes Of the cutouts on the lid. And the one we have, or at least the ones that my kiddos have, is there's a triangle, there's a star, there's a plus, there's a square, there's a circle. And I don't know about you, but one of the most frustrating things is to watch them try to take a shape and put it through a hole that is not the same shape. I feel like I'm pretty patient when I play with my kids, but there is something about that that I have to get up and walk away because I, I want them to figure it out, and I want them to understand that, you know, if it doesn't work one way, then, you know, try try a different hole try again, you know, the principles of, you know, keep working at it, don't give up, but there's something about watching them try to take a triangle shape and stick it through a star-shaped hole. I don't know if you can relate to me on this, but this is what comes to mind when I hear people talking about their pooping problems. And as I'm saying this, I'm really just kind of laughing out loud to think, I am talking about pooping on a podcast, and I'm not even in the least bothered by it. And the reason that I think that this topic is really important is because your pelvic floor does play a role in pooping. And if you're constipated, your pelvic floor also plays a role. For the month of June, I am going to really be diving in into constipation, your pelvic floor, and different ways that you can implement in order to improve your pooping experience, And essentially, there are two different pillars that I take a look at as a pelvic floor physical therapist. And the other piece that I'll throw in here, because most of us are moms and our kiddos sometimes aren't always great eaters and they might have issues with constipation. One of my other specialties, I don't talk about it very much online, but I also see kiddos for pelvic floor issues. And a lot of that comes back to constipation and pooping problems. And that's actually one of the biggest reasons that kiddos have incontinence or they have bedwetting or anything like that nature. And so this is an area where I feel like I talk about this quite a bit, especially with the parents of these kiddos I'm working with but also my adult patients as well. And when I start explaining how constipation works, I always explain it that there are two pillars in order to treat constipation. And one of those pillars is your pelvic floor function. So in this episode, I want to lay the groundwork as to why your pelvic floor matters when you poop. So I first need to explain a couple of different things, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it in a way, not that I'm trying to insult your intelligence, but this is the way I explain it to my pediatric patients or my ki- patients that are kiddos, and it seems to work really well, and I'm just going to keep using that analogy. So if you have a bunch of pipes, and you're trying to move stuff through those pipes, like your intestines and your stool or your poop, however you want to call it, those pipes have to lead somewhere to empty, right? Like you can't just keep stuffing things into the pipes and stuffing things into the pipes. Well, at the very end of a long, long, long set of pipes that wind and twist, or our intestines, there is a trap door, And this trap door is really cool because it wants to be energy efficient and it doesn't want to bother the operator of the door that is one room down from this particular trap door. So there's a sensor that will actually open this trap door and pull in a little bit of this material. And if it's enough then it will continue to allow that filling to move from the pipes through the trap door into this holding tank or this holding room, if you will. If there isn't enough material, what will happen is, is those pipes will actually pull all that material back through the trap door, back through the way that it came from, and then it will, that trap door will shut and then what will happen is that that material will keep collecting and piling up and piling up almost in a big line, waiting for its turn to go through the trap door. So what's happening here is we have our intestines and it leads up to a set of muscles. And I'm going to keep this very simple. This set of muscles is part of your pelvic floor muscles, but they're the ones that we don't actually have control over they would be what we would call involuntary muscles. So as much as I love to help everyone strengthen their pelvic floor, we can't actually affect this. However, here's the really cool part. There's a reflex there, or remember how I said there is a system that allowed that trap door to come in and the sensors, that whole system, that's called your rectal anal inhibiting reflex or the rare RAIR reflex. And this is actually happening as we speak or as I speak and as you're listening and doing whatever you might be doing while you're listening. So I think it's actually kind of cool that our body doesn't want to bother us to be going to the bathroom or, or having a bowel movement or pooping all day long. So what it does is, is there's a system set into place that allows that stool to pass through that trap door into that holding room. That And then that holding room in reality is your rectum. And your rectum has sensors inside of it, different set of sensors than what I referenced before. But as that rectum gets bigger and fuller, that is the sensation that we have the urge to have a bowel movement. Interesting, huh? So when we have that urge to go, at the end of that holding room, the other side of that room, not not where that trap door leads into the rectum or the holding room, but as you, at the other end there, that is where we have our pelvic floor muscles, but also one of the ones that we have control over. And that is where the poop has to pass through. So these muscles, these pelvic floor muscles, these are what I'm referring to when I say that pooping and our pelvic floor is related. It's these particular muscles here. This is where we get to have a say, or at least it's one of the ways in which we can improve or treat or conquer your constipation. So What's, what, when we have the urge to go, it's because our rectum is full and we decide when it's time for us to go to the bathroom where we sit down and we're able to empty or evacuate our bowels into the toilet. And I think this part is where so many people can get it wrong. And this is where problems come into play. So this is where it goes back to the triangle trying to fit through the star hole. If our pelvic floor muscles are dysfunctional, that poop or the stool passing through can be painful, it can be difficult, it might allow us to be in a position where we have to strain like... "Eh!" Push really hard. I'm, I'm sure you have at least experienced this at one point in your life. If you haven't, congratulations. But but most of us have. And what should be happening is when we go to sit down, is our pelvic floor. And I and I want you to think about it. Is now we're going to go sit on that toilet, and the pelvic floor, four basics here, wraps along the whole bottom of your bum. And all the way to the front of you. And that pelvic floor needs to lengthen or drop almost like a trampoline that's getting stretched downward. Are you with me so far? And then there's that hole in the trampoline, if you will, or the hole in your pelvic floor or your anal opening. So if that trampoline is stretched or that pelvic floor is lengthened, then the stool or the poop can easily pass through. But what happens is, is there is a large number of reasons. The list is really long, actually, that you, you can develop what they call pelvic floor dysynergia. And I try to break it down on this podcast and not give you all the fancy names. And I don't want to be too scientific, but essentially what's happening here is the opposite can happen at your pelvic floor than what needs to happen. So if that trampoline needs to lengthen or drop or be pulled downwards in order to make that opening or the anal opening larger to pass that stool through, if that's what should be happening, but we have something opposite happening, meaning our pelvic floor isn't doing what it should, I oftentimes will see that rather than that pelvic floor lengthening to allow that stool a bigger opening or a bigger diameter or less resistance to pass through and into the toilet, that trampoline or that pelvic floor will be tightened, shortened, pulled up, making it so much more difficult for that stool or that poop to pass through. Very much like my kiddos trying to take a triangle shaped toy and stick it through a star shaped hole. It's hard, it's frustrating, and a lot of people will give up, just like I really like to get up and walk away because that just, I don't know, it just bothers me. I can't do it. And I have a lot of patients that will say, uh, just pooping is too hard. And I would just rather take Miralax or a stool softener or a laxative or drink extra coffee or you name it. I've, I've, I've heard of some techniques because pooping is just not an enjoyable experience. And so if your pelvic floor is tight, let's talk about one of those reasons that might be contributing to why pooping might be difficult for you. And again, like I said, when I take a look at constipation, and it doesn't matter if it's in a male patient, a female patient, or even one of my kiddo patients, we take a look at their pelvic floor and how it functions. Now, I'll throw this part in there. The way in which I treat the pediatric pelvic floor is very, very different than the ways I treat the male or female pelvic floor. Just for clarification, because sometimes um, people's minds tend to assume something different. But essentially what we're after is that, can that pelvic floor lengthen when you ask it to? Because if that pelvic floor can lengthen when you ask it to, then you can go sit on the toilet when you have the urge to go to empty your bowels and you can make that pelvic floor lengthen. Eventually, it should be second nature that you sit on the toilet, you have the urge to go, and this is at the end, this is the very end process, but you can sit on that toilet because you've had the urge to go, you sit there, and that poop or that stool easily passes through, and it's no problem, and you're able to get up, perform the hygiene you need to perform, and you literally feel significantly better and maybe even proud of yourself for how good it felt to be able to empty your bowels effectively, efficiently, pain-free, and with ease. And if you have constipation and you're listening to this, I know you're probably not believing me. And if you don't have constipation, you might even be questioning, why in the world is she talking about this? But here's what I'll add. If you don't experience the feeling proud, having an efficient bowel movement, not having to strain, to sit there comfortably and to allow those bowels to empty, then I want you to implement this technique that I'm about to teach you because you should feel that way after you have a bowel movement. And I will say that this is a topic that some people don't feel comfortable talking about and that's totally fine. My job is to help improve your pelvic floor and to strengthen it and to improve your quality of life. And part of my message is that your pelvic floor and the way that it functions permeates into so many parts of your life. And I really do want to shed light on the topics in which having a properly functioning pelvic floor can have. There's so many effects. So pooping is one of them. And again, you should, once you get done having a bowel movement and you perform hygiene and you stand up, you should feel significantly better. And I'm sure you've heard that our stool or our poop, the quality of it is actually a really good indicator of our health. And I would even add the method in which it takes you to evacuate or to, to poop That's also a really great indicator of your health and your pelvic floor as well. So if you are new here, I often talk about balloon breathing, and it's actually something that that should be happening physiologically, but this ends up getting disrupted when we're pregnant, and you'll see why. So I'm sure you've heard of diaphragmatic breathing, where we inhale, the lower lobes of our lungs expand and our diaphragm drops and maybe our belly blows up. That's exactly what diaphragmatic breathing is. But I like to call it balloon breathing because what should be happening and all we're doing is just calling into awareness what your pelvic floor is doing in response to your breath. So diaphragmatic breathing and balloon breathing are essentially the same thing. I'm just adding some extra components for you to be aware of. So to do balloon breathing, I want you to imagine that you have a balloon inside of your stomach, inside of your abdomen, and it's hooked up to a helium tank. And when you inhale, meaning that I want you to inhale and your belly is going to blow up like that balloon that's hooked to that helium tank is blowing up like it might in real life. As that's happening, as you inhale, the front of your belly is going to blow up. The sides of your belly are going to blow up. The sides of your ribcage, you'll notice that they actually move away from each other and it's almost like the diameter is getting bigger. You should even feel some pressure into your back because your ribcage extends back there as well. And as that balloon is expanding, as that helium allows it to blow up and get bigger, you'll feel pressure into your back but also think this balloon has a bottom and that bottom is now pushing downwards and you have a bunch of organs. And so in response to this pressure, whether that's from your breath, whether that's from this pretend balloon you have in there, your organs and all your guts are going to move downward towards your pelvic floor. Now, if your pelvic floor is happy, healthy, supple, strong, then in response to pressure, that pelvic floor is going to drop. Now, if you remember when earlier when I was talking about that trampoline and the hole in the trampoline, as that trampoline is getting pulled downward towards the ground with that hole, it's getting stretched, it's getting lengthened. This is the same idea And really the same response that we're after from our pelvic floor when we inhale. I will say I get a lot of questions on this particular topic. And eventually I want this to be very easy for you. It may not be easy right away. But if it's not, then consider that a really good indicator and almost maybe write your body a thank you note saying, hey, thanks for letting me know, because if it is difficult, that's your sign that you do need to spend some time working on this, because this is a natural and physiological process and response. And without getting too much into it here, it really is vital for so many other components and systems to function the way that they were designed to. And if you remember, I said that this breath this system here gets disrupted when we're pregnant and a lot of times nobody goes back in and says hey let's make sure that this is working well again because if you remember your belly got really big your baby got jammed up into the bottom of your ribs and your lungs and pushed downwards and so the way in which your guts easily moved up and down they don't do that anymore. And so this is one thing that I will work on my patients with, especially the ones that have, that have had constipation their entire life, or even the patients that constipation came back or just difficulty pooping, came, or, or I shouldn't say came back, started after having kids is because this breath wasn't working the way it's supposed to. Because the way this system should work, and I know I feel like I've said this multiple times, But for a lot of you, it might be new and I want to make sure you really understand it. But as you inhale and the lower lobes of your lungs expand, your diaphragm will drop, all those guts will move downward your belly blows up like it has that pretend balloon in there on that helium tank. And then as that pressure or volume displacement is moving downward, that pelvic floor, assuming it's soft and supple, will move downwards out of the way, just like that trampoline gets stretched when we need to have that stool pass through. And then when we exhale all that air, leaves our lungs, the diaphragm returns, the guts move back upward, and that pelvic floor is going to rise again. So it's almost like this downward, upward, downward, upward process or motion when we inhale. And so if your pelvic floor is really tight, and it's doing opposite, like tightening in response instead of lengthening when it's time to poop, you can see how this would become problematic. You can see how if you're straining the uh, pushing downward, you would think that that pressure would actually help to push that poop out. But what can happen is that pelvic floor just fights even more to tighten up, making it more difficult. So, I tell you this natural and physiological process and this balloon breathing technique because this is one of the things that I'll start out with my patients to make sure that their pelvic floor is working and working well. So this is one of my secrets. So one of the things I want you to think about doing is I want you to do this balloon breathing often. Like, I tell my patients 60 to 80 times a day and it only counts if you feel that pelvic floor drop. You can perform it in any position that you can do it successfully in. A lot of times doing it on your belly can be very easy because you have that resistance of the ground or the bed or whatever it is you're laying on to kind of help give you feedback as you're trying to inhale because remember, we want that belly to blow up. And I want you to get really good at this balloon breathing. And then what you're going to go do is you're going to go sit on the toilet. And you can do this as part of your 60 to 80 reps that you're going to do a day. In fact, I'd actually have you practice here because the position that you're in, and I won't bore you with all of the details, it does get a little harder to perform this. So you might be able to do this balloon breathing and sitting, but to go to do... Do this on the toilet, it does get a little tougher. But what I want you to do is then the next time you have the urge to have a bowel movement, I want you to go sit on the toilet. And again, there's a lot of extra things that go into this. This is just one way in which we can influence your pelvic floor as it relates to pooping. And when you go to sit on that toilet, I want you to inhale. I want you to do your balloon breathing. And I want you to be able to, and I'm using air quotes, Breathe your poop down. I know this sounds really bananas. And w- one of the stories I really like to tell is I had a student working with me years and years ago, and I was explaining this to a patient and she overheard me. And the next day she came back in and she says, Hey, Polly, I have a, I have a question for you. And I said, Oh, oh, oh yeah, have at it. And she says, Well, first I maybe need to admit something. And I said, okay, go ahead. She says, I really thought you were weird. And I really thought you were off your rocker that you were telling a patient to breathe their poop down. And I, and I laughed because it's not the first time I've heard that. And then she said, well, I I tried it this morning and it was so crazy how pleasant and how proud I was when I got up. And that's exactly, if you remember how I described, you should feel that way when you get up off the toilet after having a bowel movement. So I want you to utilize this balloon breathing multiple times a day. That's 60 to 80 times and it only counts if that pelvic floor drops. And then I want you to start doing it on the toilet. Truly. Truly. So that's your homework for this episode. I want you to practice that balloon breathing to get control of that pelvic floor and to ensure that it's doing exactly what it should be doing, lengthening or moving downward to allow that diameter of the of your anal opening so that your poop or stool can easily pass through. And the other piece of homework is I'm going to include a link in the show notes For the best way to conquer your constipation, and this is a resource free to you that's going to continue to add on to what we talked about today. And like I said, it's free. I think if you're a mom, I think if you have kids, oh no, hold on, I think if you're a woman, if you have kids, or even if you're a guy listening to this. I know that checking the consistency and looking at your poop, it's a really great indicator of your health, but I'll say this again, the method or the way in which you get that stool or poop out of your body, I also think that's a great indicator of your health, especially your pelvic floor. So be sure to check the show notes and I would love to hear if you have been able to breathe your poop down. And as always, remember you're an heiress and a queen, and everything in between. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at Beyond the V, period, by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week!